Hi, welcome to the Phoenix Athens podcast. Our mission at Phoenix Athens is to make disciples who experience, enjoy, and display God's love and glory. Our goal with this podcast is to provide a way for you to learn and grow with us as a church body. If you're more visual, you can watch these sermons on our YouTube channel linked below. We hope this episode encourages and edifies you. Thanks for tuning in. Now, hearing from God, again, it comes from friendship. It comes from intimacy. It comes, with, it comes from relationship with him. Now, here's a participation question and, and even an activity. Uh, just let me ask you this. What are some ways that you know that God speaks to us? Yeah. Uh, they said, for the recording's sake, they said the scripture, God's word, absolutely. What, is, what was that? Sure. Testimonies, yeah. What Joel shared about his life and what he overcame. How else do we hear? Or that would, I would really probably funnel that in through, you hear through other people. Yeah. God speaks often through other people. What was it? Creation. Yeah, through creation. So God's word, creation through other people. How else? <laughs> what? I said urgings. Urgings, impressions, like he puts things on your heart. Yeah? Internal dialogue. Still small voice. Mm-hmm. Dreams, visions, but for this morning, I, I'm going to hit four of them, and we're going to kind of do something in each of those categories, but I would say through his word, primarily, God has spoken. Doesn't mean that he, like after the canonization of scripture, his mouth is shut. That's not true. Uh, he is still speaking. God is always speaking. The question is, are we listening to him? So he speaks through his word. He speaks through people. And I have some awesome testimonies of just how God has used somebody. They literally open their mouth. They have no idea they're being used by the Lord. And I just start weeping like, man, that's exactly what I needed to hear. He'll speak through prayer, right? Times of prayer. We're going to talk about that a little bit. And then and through worship, right? If, has anyone ever experienced the Lord in worship? Yes. Yeah. Those are some awesome ways. So the first one I want to talk about is through his word. Hebrews 4.12, just a beautiful passage. I'll read it over us. It says, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit and of joint and of marrow and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Just a side note, this isn't in my notes. Man, it's just so amazing that we have a copy of this in our heart language. Like there's Bibles everywhere in the room. And there's places in, in the world where they just came back from where people long, like they burn almost with jealousy that we have God's word in our own language. And so often we just take it for granted. This is active and living. This isn't just a religious artifact. This thing is on the move, and it's transforming lives and communities all over the planet. And then 2 Timothy three sixteen and 17 says this, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. That the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Again, it's reading passages like this where we realize just how special it is that I can hold this. That I can, I, this is mine. Like, I get to hear what God has said. I get to read it. I get to de- just devour it. God speaks and has spoken through his word. But the question is, and again, each of these, I'm just going to do a tiny little equipping in it, but we have God's word. A lot of us do, right? A lot of us grew up in church, and it's always been read more, read more. But how do we handle God's word? What are we supposed to do with it, right? Is it always just like, Lord, you just tell me, oh, okay, I'm going to stop here and like read it? 
Like I've heard some powerful testimonies of people doing that. I've, I've seen God like transform a man who did that. He was like on his last leg con- contemplating suicide and he just stopped and it just it breathed life into him because it's alive and active. It cut him at the heart. I don't recommend that's how you do your quiet time every day where you're just like, all right. It, it is one thing to understand things in context and understand what God's saying to, to, through this particular author to a, a particular people. But again, how do we handle God's word? Uh, number one, uh, if there was a subcategory, is study God's word. Uh, some of you need to hear this. Reading God's word and studying God's word are different things. Um, Waking up and giving him two or three verses, I praise God for that. Like, if, if that's all you have time for, do it. Because some of God's word is better than no God's word, none of God's word. But it's different when you sit down and you devour the word. And you, you break out, I would highly recommend the Blue Letter Bible app. Uh, within that app, there is, I mean, just an ample amount of resources. You can look at the inner linear. You can look at the original Greek, Hebrew. You can look at commentaries. It, there's something different between just reading uh, a quick fix and, and sitting down and just really devouring the word of God, saying, man, why is he saying this to them? What, what was this group of people dealing with? Like, look, look further into the cultural context. That's the best way to read scripture. So devouring God's word, making sure that you understand what he's saying. Some of you, again, you don't have, you don't, you, you're always told your whole life, have a quiet time, read the Bible. And I agree with that. But some of us need some handlebars on what that time needs to look like. Like, man, what questions am I supposed to be asking of Scripture that I can actually pull some stuff from it that I can apply to my life? So at Phoenix, we use something really simple. This is just a quick nugget, and I'll put this in the midweek email. We teach people something called the sword method. It's just an inductive Bible study that is easy. You can, whether you're reading one verse for the morning or you're reading a whole chapter of Scripture, the sword method is super easy, and it gives you questions to ask and to interact with the scripture. The, the first thing that we would ask, if you're holding a sword, it points to God. What is this passage telling me about God? Write down those things. Man, it's telling me that he's supreme, that he's the king of kings, that he is, like on Monday night, our, our group looked at one little passage from Psalms 100, and it told us a ton about God. It told us that he is the shepherd and we're the sheep of his pasture. It told us that, that he made us, that he literally knitted us. So what does it tell us about God? What is this passage telling us about us, about people, about me. And then we use something called the speck on each side of the blade. The first one, the S of speck is sin. Is there a sin to avoid in this passage? The P, is there a promise to trust and to behold? Like, man, this is what God says in his word, and I'm going to stand on this, and I'm going to believe this for me and for my family, for my neighbor, for whoever. The, uh, the C is command. Is there a command in this passage to obey? Is there a command that I need to put into practice in my life? And the last one for E, or it really is E and then C, but E is, is there an example to follow? Man, there's so many examples, especially all through scripture. You see men and women of God that in the passage you're reading say, man, God calls them righteous. I, I need to be like that person. That's okay. Like, study. Follow those examples. Like, he seemed to, to get away and isolate, like Jesus, something we're going to talk about here in a second when it talks about prayer. All through the New Testament, Jesus often said, hey, I love y'all, but I need to get away from you for a minute and just go be with the Father in prayer. You guys go ahead. I'll meet you over there. But right now, I just need to be alone. I need to kind of plug into the, to the outlet, so to speak. I need to charge up. Um, 
And so that's an easy way. Study the scripture. Use the sword method. Another one that my wife puts into practice that I love is just memorizing scripture. I don't know if, if you guys have accountability groups, uh, students, everyone else. Like, Find somebody that you can just challenge. Hey, let's, let's just memorize. Let's just start memorizing scripture together. The word has so much to say about those who store the word of God in their heart. Especially, I mean, just look at King David. I mean, he literally says, I want to store your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. Do you struggle with sin, beloved? If you're anything like me, store God's word in your heart, right? He gives us kind of the fix. Store his word in your heart that you may not sin against him. But I'll say this. Not only are you storing it in your heart that you may not sin against him, but man, the more that you store in your heart, the more Holy Spirit can pull it out in the moments that you need it. Because he can't pull scripture out of nowhere that you've never stored anywhere. Now, I'll, I'll take that back. He can. There's been some supernatural instances where I'm like, I'll see something. I'm like, man, Ezekiel 5, 7. I'm like, I don't even know what that is, Lord. But you're putting on my heart for this person. So he can just put something on your heart. But the more that you store, the more ammo he has. There's been moments where, you know, I'm, I'm on campus just walking around praying, and the Lord will say, go share the gospel with that guy over there. And of course, I'm not superhuman. I'm like, Lord, I don't know about that. He looks like he's busy. I think he's on his way to class. So I got to start talking my way out of it. What am I supposed to say? He's with like a bunch of people. And the Lord will just remind me. Things like Matthew 10 where it says that uh, it's, not, it's not me who's going to speak. It talks about you're gonna, there's going to be a day where you're drugged before these people and judges and, and officials. And it's not you who is going to speak. It's the Spirit of God who's going to speak through you. It's in those moments where the Holy Spirit just pulls those things up and you're like, all oh, right, I can do this. And you just you kind of step in because you're, you're filled with that boldness that comes from him. So memorize scripture. Study scripture, memorize scripture. And another one that is important that I, I feel like we leave out so often is just partnering with the Holy Spirit to read scripture. But before you dive into the word, would you just say, God, I want to partner with you. Would you illuminate the text to me? Would you teach me what I need to learn today? Would you highlight what needs to be downloaded, so to speak? I know that's like a wild charismatic term, but would you, would you just download into my heart what needs to be downloaded that I might live for your glory today? Does that make sense? Okay. So we want to, I mean, one of the first thing that God speaks through his word, I feel like I'm talking, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir. I know you guys know that, but I want to make sure that you understand how to interact with his word. Study his word. Get into the word. Tear it apart. Find people. I love watching people fill up our coffee shop and dis discuss scripture. So hearing young people argue about stuff. Is there a hand up? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, she was saying earlier, she said, you'll get urges. But she said, you need to make sure you test those urges to the word. If it doesn't line up, it's probably not from the Lord. Amen. That's a great guardrail for God speaking outside of this, which is awesome. He speaks all the time. And this morning, I mean, he was nailing people. Our prayer ministry team were praying over people. People were just weeping because they're just hearing from the Lord and in a gentle way saying, hey, I feel like God may be saying this to you. And it's just ministering to their hearts. So God speaks through his word. The second place that I find that God speaks powerfully is through prayer. God loves to talk through prayer. Prayer, let me just say this, is so powerful. I hate one of the phrases I hate so much, and I've said it a couple weeks ago, I had a, you know, there's a, there's a famous phrase that says, if you ever need empty seats, just call whatever you're doing a prayer meeting. Mm -hmm. Like, that's so stupid to me. I hate that. 
I know that's aggressive language, but I hate that. I hate that that is even true of God's people. Prayer is so powerful. And if, if you don't believe me, again, look at the life of Jesus. He knew where his power came from. And his disciples started to catch on. They knew that there was a correlation between his time with the Father and everything that he was doing in ministry, which led them to ask the question, hey, will you teach us how to do that? Will you teach us how to pray? Because they knew that there was some kind of connection between his, his prayer life and the ministry that he was doing on the streets. And so they say, please, man, just would you teach us how to do that? But here's the burden that I carry as a pastor. I know that many of you will miss the beauty and the power that is found in prayer and you'll just settle, you'll chalk it up for some religious exercise that we do before we preach. We, we pray to, to, to transition from worship to preaching and from, from preaching to the invitation or before you eat your food. And can I just, can I implore you and beg you, don't let prayer become just that. There is so much power in prayer. My life has been rocked in prayer. I was a religious zealot at one point where prayer was just that. And God, he was just so sweet to me, led me to see it different. And I'm telling you, God, there is just so much power in prayer. Prayer is a beautiful invitation to be still and to know God. If you're uncomfortable through this whole sermon and you're like, man, I just don't know God like that, then I'm just going to tell you, just if you take anything away, just be still and know that he's God. For those of you that know what I'm saying You don't learn it by uh, watching a YouTube video. You learn it by sitting and being still with God. Not looking at what so-and-so has to say about this passage or so, you know, this great speaker. You just have to learn how to get alone with the word of God and let it do its thing to you. Allow it to rearrange the inside and to speak to you. And I I just love some of the the promises. This is just a simple one from Psalm 146, 18, something that stood out to me this week while I was I was reading. It says, the Lord is near to those who call on him. Man, do you need any other reason to call on the Lord? Like, he's telling you, you call on me and I'm going to be near to you, beloved. How many of you urge, that's my prayer all the time. God, let me just, man, may your presence be here. May your presence fall. Like, I just want to, I want to tangibly feel you, God. And he's saying, hey, just call out on me and I'll be near to you. Stop making it so hard, Stephen. I'm here. I'm not hiding from you. This isn't a hide and seek kind of game. I'm right here. Just call on me. He desires, God loves relationship with his people. He loves you. And he wants you to call out on him. I just love that. There's so many promises peppered through scripture, especially when it comes to prayer, that we just can't afford to miss. But it's this. This is the truth about prayer. Prayer is much more than me just talking at God and making requests and petitions to him. It's a relationship. You guys are preaching it. Like, we have to sometimes preach to ourselves. This isn't just me crying out to him saying, hey, I need this. Here's this long laundry list of things I need today. Man, he wants you to, by his spirit, you're able to cry out, Abba, Father. He wants to be in relationship with you. He wants you to know him. There's just some cool ways to pray. Let me just give you a couple of things. Again, we're going we're gonna to do some things that are going to be fun this morning, but just some handlebars again. If you don't have words... Uh, one of my favorite things is to come into the prayer room in the week and see somebody. I've, I found uh, several people just sitting on stage with a mic with the Bible open, and they're just praying scripture. If you don't have the words to speak, just open the Bible and start praying the Bible. There's power in that. 
I just, I remember just sitting right where Emma is, and there was a young lady just sitting here praying scripture, and then she began to sing it. And I just felt, I just like came undone. Like, man, we don't need to try to figure out what the new word is or the next thing. Like, let's just read and proclaim what's already written. And it, and it was just so powerful. So if you don't have the words, pray scripture. Uh, another one is, don't be so religious to think that, like, keep an open dialogue throughout the day. As you're walking, as you're, as you're working, just, man, as God puts somebody on your heart, he just puts it, man, I want to pray for Luke, Lord. Luke just came on my heart. I just pray for him. God, would you bless him today? Would you give him opportunities to preach the gospel? Wherever he's at, would he be bold and would he stand for you, God? Simple stuff. Simple stuff. And sometimes, just be sensitive because he speaks to you. Sometimes he'll put Luke on my heart because he wants me to reach out to Luke. And I'll just reach out and say, hey, bro, God just put you on my heart. What's going on? And I get, oh, man, I can't believe you said that to me. Like, I'm in this moment right now, and I was waiting for the Lord to speak. You don't know how God might use you. Sometimes we chalk it up to be like, oh, man, that was like the pizza I ate yesterday. Uh, that's not the Lord. <laughs> I would say 10 out of 10 times, follow the prompt. If he puts somebody on your heart, pray for them. Reach out to them. He speaks to us through prayer. Keep an open dialogue. Pray constantly, never ceasing. And the last one, I, I love this, uh, just sit and listen and ask God specific questions. Have you ever done that? You just sit and you just ask God questions. You say, Lord, man, how do you, you know, especially with people, I, I find this effective with people I, I don't like that much um, or people that bother me, like my family really frustrates me, not Kristen and Aero. You guys know my testimony. My, for the recording, baby, I love you. I'm not talking about you. And mom, if you're listening, I am talking about you. Uh, but I love her. This is, I'm getting there. And I'll just pray. Like, one of the things that shifts my heart for, like, people that frustrate me, like my mom, my family, that are always walking in brokenness. I just can't see them. I feel like I'm dragging people to say, you know, the, the, the scene from Exodus where Moses is literally holding, the Lord has not make the snake and it's just look and live. Like all, the whole nation was grumbling and they're all getting bit by snakes and all they have to do is look and they get to live. And I feel like that's what I'm constantly doing. I'm dragging my family just saying, look, open your eyes, open your eyes. But when I sit and ask the Lord, Lord, how do you feel about my mom? Immediately. It doesn't matter how I feel about her. When I get the Lord's heart for her, I realize how pitiful of a man I am. And I say, God, I need you. I need your strength. So one great thing to do for your enemies, not that my mom is an enemy, but if there's people in your life you feel like, man, I can never forgive that person, you just say, God, how do you feel about them? And see how he changes your heart for that person. So when it comes to prayer, pray scripture. Keep an open dialogue. And make sure you create rhythms where you sit and you just listen to God. You ever been with a friend who doesn't stop talking? And you're just like, man, shut up. Like, stop talking. I want to contribute to this conversation. Or they're like, hey, I want to really hear what's going on in your life. And they sit and they just never stop talking. And you're like, all right, we'll see you next time. Like, right, next time I'll tell you what's going on in my life. Sometimes I think we're like that with God. We're like, hey, Lord, see ya. I'll check in at lunch. Sit and listen and keep an open dialogue with the Lord and ask him specific questions. God, how do you feel about this? Where do you want to go share the gospel today, God? Who, why don't you give me somebody? Why don't you just give me, who, who do you want me to share the gospel with? You ever done that? 
Man, what an awesome journey that is with the Lord. It takes it from being religion to a relationship because I think he wants to talk to us and he wants to lead his people. So do that in prayer. That's a fun, quiet time journey uh, exercise this week. It just reminds me of, of a Luke 11 where it says, ask, seek, and knock. Man, again, this is just exposing God's heart for a people that want him. He wants us to be dependent upon him. Man, ask me, seek me, knock, and the door will be open to you. And he goes on to say, I mean, just some amazing things. I mean, he goes on to say that, man, even earthly fathers, like when their children ask for a piece of bread, do they give them a scorpion? No, they give them bread because they love their kids. How much more do I love you as your heavenly father? I will give those who ask more. Like, it's such a beautiful invitation. And so often we just settle for a religious path that doesn't step in and actually act upon those things. God is always speaking, beloved. The question is, are we listening? So this is what I want us to do. I want to I step into an exercise, and this one is about you. I'm not going to have you talk to anybody. I want you just to sit by yourself for a second. I know some of you are like, Pastor, this is making me really uncomfortable. And, and it's okay. I'm not asking you to talk to anybody. I'm asking you just to be with yourself. Some of you have never heard the Lord speak to you. And I'm going to give you a moment where I'm going to give you just a question to ask God. Just by yourself. I wish we had more time because I have other exercises where we interact a little bit. But for the sake of this exercise, I want us just to sit by ourselves. And I want you to ask God this question. God, how do you feel about me? And I want you to look to your neighbor. I want you just to, to ask God, God, how do you feel about me? And I want you to take note of what you sense. You may hear a verse. He may give you a specific verse. He may give you a lyric from a song. He may give you a song. He may give you an image. He may give you a word. For some of you, he may give you a feeling. You might, over, you might just, just start weeping. You may start laughing. Like, he may give you this, you just feel like love just covered you like a blanket. I want you to be sensitive to how the Lord might speak. But I want to give you just a moment like three minutes, and I want you to ask, God, how do you feel about me? Ready? Go.
I know I interrupted some of you. <clears throat> if you're in a moment with the Lord, I apologize. Um, but let me just ask this. This is a bold ask, and I want, I want you to know that you don't have to manufacture anything. If you were sitting there and you're like, I didn't hear anything, man. Okay. That's okay. I want to challenge you to keep pressing in. But how many of you feel like you got a sense of something? Look around the room. How many hands are up? Like a lot of hands are up. I wish that we had time to just kind of hear, what did the Lord say to you? In fact, who wants to share one, one, one faith? What do you got? Worth of pursuit. Okay. That's good. That's good. Man, there were so many hands up. Luke, what do you got? Closest friend, most beautiful. You are beautiful. Man, that's awesome. Closest friend, most beautiful. It's beautiful what the Lord can speak into our lives. It just it does something to us that, that I mean, it just can't compare. I challenge you, spend some time asking God. Not just for yourself, but for other people. In fact, that leads me to uh, the, the last one I want to cover. I'm going to skip a couple of things, but one of the other ones is, is through other people. God speaks through his word. He speaks through prayer. And for the sake of time, I just want to skip to the fact that God can speak through other people. This is a beautiful one, and I want to share a personal testimony of one that rocked my world when I believed that God really wasn't talking as much as I, I, I thought. Um, when Kristen and I were at our former church, and we really felt like the Lord was, uh, in fact, even you, a lot of you know that I have a son named Arrow from India. Um, this is a really cool story. Uh, so every Wednesday at my last church, our staff was huge, and we would gather to pray. And sometimes one person would pray from the front. Sometimes we would break up and pray. And sometimes it was kind of like a middle school dance, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, guys sat over here, ladies sat over here. It was really awkward and quiet. But this morning, it was cool because they are like, hey, mix it up a little bit. And I like mixing things up. And I just knew this morning, like, man, I just want to be vulnerable and real. Maybe I'll be the one to crack the, the nut, right? And so we got in this group of three, and people you know, were like, hey, what can we pray for? And it was just like, hey, yeah, pray for, you know, it was just, everybody was ready to get to, to work. And, and when they got to me, I'm like, man, I just want to be a dad. And immediately, the guy that was praying with me, a good friend of mine, started crying. He just sees that kind of guy. He's a tender heart. And I just, I just want to be a dad, man. I want, I want somebody to pray for me. Like, pray that I would, that I'd be a dad. And uh, so my brother just prays for me. And while he was praying, it's something he said about adoption. I don't think he was even praying that we would go adopt. It wasn't on my mind at the time. He prayed, and it was like the Lord downloaded something in my heart. And I left that meeting. I just told him, hey, man, that may have just been a normal thing for you, but, like, that was significant for me. I went home, and Kristen is, you know, putting something in the oven, and I was behind her, and I just said, hey, what do you think about adoption? And she burst into tears, and I'm like, oh, babe, I'm not giving up on, like, natural baby. Like, we don't have to. Forget it. I mean, forget it. It was just like a, a thing. And she, she literally told me this morning, I woke up, and the Lord overwhelmed me. For adoption. And she said, I told she said, I, I told the Lord that you had to initiate. It was this morning, right? And 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 when I said, What do you think about adoption? In her mind, she said, Yeah, 
it's, it's going. So that began, God speaking through somebody, began our journey to adoption. Let me just blow your mind with another uh, how God spoke. We, we were down to like a few countries. Um, we went through an amazing organization called Lifeline Child Services, uh, which has m- most of their services are to children with special needs. And we, we had it narrowed down, and nobody knew this. Like, nobody knew that we were praying over just a few countries. India was one of those countries. And randomly, and again, my, my past church was Southern Baptist, which we love Southern Baptist, uh, but painting wasn't like a thing that we did on Sunday mornings. It's just not, it wasn't a part of our worship service. And I remember one Sunday morning, I'm in the lobby, and someone comes in with a painting. I said, hey, I feel like the Lord told me to paint this for you. Uh, and I'd be lying if I didn't tell you. I thought, you're a strange one. Like, okay, I'll take this. Like, well, I think it's for your wife. And I'm like, okay. And so we're sitting there, and she's like, can I explain? This is a person we really didn't know that well. Uh, certainly, this person had zero idea. Let me show you the painting. Do you have that painting? It's the one with the elephant. Okay. Man, I'm like way in the way. So this is the painting that the young lady came in with. And again, she doesn't know us well. And she's like, I feel like this elephant is kind of like a mom elephant. And this is a baby. Right? And already I'm like, okay. Like, she probably knows that we're adopting. Um, but what she did not know was this half of, an, of a lion's face was something that Kristen literally put on her mirror in our bathroom. Do you have that picture? Like, we'll go to that one and then come back to this one. This is something that was on our mirror at home that Kristen had been praying uh, just over her, herself, over the, everything going on. Go back. Uh, and so it had this half of a lion's face. And we didn't have all the pieces put together when she first gave us this painting. Like, we were just like, man, that's really cool. Thank you for doing that. Uh, And we show it to Lindsay Plato. You know that they were missionaries in East Africa. And immediately Lindsay says, that is not an African elephant. We're like, oh, well, what kind of elephant is it? And so I don't know anything about elephants. And so she pulled up this picture. She said, African elephants have these massive protruding ears, and they have kind of a flat head. But an Indian elephant, a South Asian elephant, has this protruding hump on its head. Go back to the picture. And, 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 and Lindsay literally said, that is an, that's an elephant from South Asia. And there's some other stuff hidden in the grass that you can't really see because the picture's not that great. So long story short, this person gives us this painting, says the Lord put us on her heart. She painted it, had no idea that we were praying about India as one of the countries, tells us she feels like this is a mother and a child. And so with some deep confidence, Kristen and I said, this is from the Lord. And we, with confidence, moved forward, chose India as our program, and now we have our son, Arrow. All because somebody, the Lord used somebody to speak to us. Did I hear the Lord's voice audibly about India? No. I heard him through this, and through this young lady who was bold enough to give me, one of her pastors, a painting at church. And I, instead of writing her off, I listened and said, let me hear you out. And after hearing her out, we were a puddle of tears, and we knew. She had no idea. She just thought, she literally apologized like a hundred times. I'm sorry, I didn't mean, like if that means nothing, just, just throw it out. I'm like, no, you don't have no idea. It means the world to us. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just earnest. Like we were, like I, I mentioned, we were, we were so desiring to be parents, man. We were just, we were at that place where it's like, Lord, you're going to have to move here. 
Um, and so it just spoke to us in those ways. But that's just a small example of how God can speak uh, through other people. In fact, uh, 1 Thessalonians 5.11, something cool about the church in general, about you and me and, and one another. It says, therefore, encourage one another and build one another up because he uses us to build each other up. One of the gifts of, one of the purposes, the purpose of, for instance, the gift of prophecy is to encourage, to edify, and to comfort. Who doesn't need encouragement, edification, and comfort? I love seeing that gift released. People are encouraging each other, loving one another. Here's the guardrails. The guardrails, it has to be something encouraging, edifying, or comforting. It could be a simple encouraging word. It could just say, man, when I asked them, I just felt so joyful. Whatever it may be. Don't make it too complicated. God is always talking. So here's the deal. I'm giving you some great next step challenges. I want you to take all of these little things, and this week, you should have the best week of quiet times ever. Find people and ask them, God, what do you think about my dad? What do you think about my mom? What do you think about my... And just use that as a way. How cool. Students, find somebody in your class. God, what do you think about that guy? Could you imagine going in right before class starts and say, hey, man, I was praying for you this week. This, I feel like God wanted me to tell you this. Boom. That dude, you could forget physics. He's not thinking about whatever class you're in. He's thinking about God and this weirdo that just told him that God sees him. And he's like, I'm going to talk to that dude. He's on to something. Go, hey, if you work in an office, imagine. Go to that cube before work clock. Hey, I was praying for you this week. I know we haven't always seen eye to eye, but man, God gave me a heart for you this week. He cares about you. He sees you. Y'all's relationship will change in a moment. Imagine if the Holy Spirit God gave to us was released. Right? What if, yeah, amen. What if this idea of evangelism and all these things that so often we put in that I have to do this, what if we change the way we saw it and we say, man, we can partner with God and we get to do these things. Pray and sit with your God. Know him beyond just the religious thing because you actually want to know him. Don't think he doesn't know the difference. He knows our hearts. Abba, Father, I, I want to know you. In fact, I, I want to walk in you. I want to walk in power. I want people, not from my name, but when they encounter me, they walked away blessed, loved, encouraged, even weirded out because I'm just, I'm just so overflowing with you. Everybody has encountered one of those people where you're just like, man, that person loves God. Like, they know him. That's us, beloved. So this week, in your quiet time, study scripture. Sit and just listen to God and ask him questions. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Phoenix Athens podcast. Be on the lookout for the Next Step challenges and bonus episodes. You can find additional ways to engage with our church on Facebook, Instagram, and our website linked below.